0: Welcome back to the New York City Digital Media Center podcast. I am your host Justin Sanchez here on Jays on the Bay with today's guest, the amazing, <laughs> the pastor, community-driven leader, and new husband, Pastor Ruben.
1: Yes, yes, I am a new husband. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here, Justin, and uh, yeah, excited to talk.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad you're my one of my first interviews for today. Oh yeah, yeah, it's an honor. <laughs> okay, so where did you grow up?
1: So I actually grew up in this neighborhood, Stapleton, uh, maybe like five minutes away. Um, and yeah, grew up here in Staten Island, Stapleton, went to school down the block, and, uh, went to Curtis High School. I know, I know, you guys are from McKee, right? Uh, I
0: just went to a Curtis game, so I can't say anything. Here. So, uh, how was it growing up in Stapleton? Uh, it was interesting,
1: you know, I grew up... Um, in a community with a lot of people similar to my background, single parent home. Yeah, so it was interesting because we all kind of had that similar upbringing. We were all kind of, obviously Stapleton's not a um, affluent community at the time. I think it's kind of been coming up, but so we were all from the same um, financial class, things like that. Um, And it's funny because I think at that time, like. We were so young like we didn't even know like the difference between race and stuff like that. So it was just all a bunch of kids.
0: So very diverse.
1: Yeah, yeah, super diverse. As,
0: yeah. as you said, you, you were raised in a single... Uh, parent. Single parent uh, yeah, yeah. family. Who, who was it,
1: your mother or your um, father? So it was my mother. My mother, uh, hardest, one of the hardest women, uh, working women I know. Uh, she is the mother of four boys, all boys, no sisters. Um, and yeah, she, uh, my father left when I was about a year and a half. My brothers were about, my oldest was, was brother was about like 13. And so he left when I was a year and a half. And from that point, it was just kind of her. And she was making it work off of a teacher's salary. Uh, but yeah, it's funny because we always talk about like, we're like, you know, like we, we were broke, but we didn't know we were broke because my mom would work so hard um, to give us everything we needed and take care of us. Um, and it was like, yeah, we, I, it's only now that, you know, like, people are talking about this in society and culture that I'm able to be like, oh yeah, that was definitely <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah, we couldn't have, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was an amazing, amazing mom, is an amazing mom <laughs> to what? this day.
0: Were you the youngest one in your family? Yes.
1: Which most people usually know after like a couple of minutes of talking to me. <laughs> uh, apparently I have, it's very obvious that I'm a younger sibling. <coughs> well,
0: me personally, I'm, a, I'm the middle child, so. you oh, got, the deal
1: with middle child syndrome?
0: Uh, not really. I'm the only, I'm the only male in my family, so oh. two assistants that's interesting yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's like growing up with
1: with sisters
0: I don't know how it's going up growing up with uh, Bro, brothers I yeah. got beat up a lot <laughs> yeah, I, I mean as you said uh, definitely Uh, I didn't know I was poor until I started growing up but I feel like we work with what we got Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: yeah yeah and I think there's like a sense of like I don't know like I feel like I have a different kind of appreciation for life and yeah. a more of a value for certain things you know
0: you definitely appreciate more when you don't have that much yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure what made you get into being a pastor?
1: God obviously <laughs> um, so um, it was an interesting journey uh, last time I was telling this story someone said I should lead with this so I will <laughs> um, I grew up in a Christian home but uh, at some point like I just started to feel like <clears throat> I didn't like I started to feel like there wasn't really a god and even if there was like my life was good without him and so I kind of became an atheist and then uh um that kind of like broke my family's heart and just over that time uh, in seeing them sad I was like alright fine like I'll give it a shot I'll give this god guy a try I get it six weeks uh and I felt like I had this deeply spiritual encounter with him, and my life changed for the better. And so I started going to church, I started um, meeting with people in my community, volunteering at the church. And just as I grew <clears throat> in that, I felt compelled to step into pastoring. And, you know, pastoring really what it comes down to is. The role of a pastor is not just someone who tells people to do or preaches to people on Sunday. In fact, there's like people who don't preach and they're pastors. The role of a pastor is to walk with people in their journey, wherever they are in life. And oftentimes just walking through them in like during hard times. And this week even, uh, I'm preparing for a message, but Several of my days, I had to put that on hold because there were people calling me because they were just going through some overwhelming things. And there were some people that we were just like, me and my wife, just like, hey, just come over and we'll just sit with you and be with you. And not even fix their problems, but offer a place where they can find comfort. And so that's me going kind of back and forth. But i had been feeling compelled to be that kind of person to people in the church.
0: And so I pursued it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like... Um... In today's age it's not really a place for people to speak their mind and usually are trapped inside their own head yeah I mean as you said uh, them coming to your house and then you guys talking about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: really makes them really impacts not just you and them but it impacts the community around you Because mm-hmm. yeah it shows that you actually care about the people that are around you and maybe the people that you don't know but yeah. that could affect them and maybe not, not, just them, but maybe one of their other family members could also become passive. Oh,
1: like yeah. You. yeah. And with you saying about the community, like yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, anxiety, depression, a lot of these things are on the rise in society. Everybody who's looking at these kinds of statistics, they're just seeing that it's just on the up and up and up. And you know, as someone who, I mean, I've I've been there I've, dealt, I've struggled with depression, dealt with anxiety. I've gone to counseling for it. Um, and just to be fully transparent like I've even true the reason that I started going to counseling is because I was struggling with suicide ideation and it's something I had struggled with in the past but you know I was here at this place and I was like yeah I, I need help and it's just these are things that are just growing in our community and yeah for me the biggest thing is to offer someone and having experienced it sometimes the best thing has not been a program or something, but just having someone to be there and be willing to listen with you and sit with you in your pain. Um, and that's what it's been for me. And yeah, so like sometimes just being able to offer that. And of course, I come from a spiritual background. And so I always am also trying to hear what God is saying and what God may wanna be saying to that person or how God may wanna use uh, these painful moments. But the, the most important thing that I found is just having someone to listen. I love how you said it, just having someone to just, they don't have that space and they're trapped in their own head. Actually, the person that I'm thinking about, they were here and uh, we were like, where'd you go? And they were like, ah, I went back in my head again. So just having a place where you can just have an outlet. Is so cool. What
0: were some of the hardships as you becoming a pastor or being one?
1: Um, there's been a few. <clears throat> COVID was definitely a big one. Uh, trying to figure out how to do church in a responsible, safe way, but then, For a long time for much of the year we weren't even allowed to gather and you were not allowed to gather and what we just said about the importance of being there for people there was such a barrier to be there for people in a time that was so anxiety inducing people were losing family members people were hurting and people were isolated from community and so that that was a major hardship Um, and i had gotten ordained in 2020 so i had no idea what i was walking into as a pastor uh, and so that's been a hardship. And just the, our church is like a church plant. And so we're, we're building. And along the way, um, you know, there's been people who, you, you build really strong relationships in the church, but uh, you know, sometimes people leave. that that can hurt when you've built strong bonds. And, you know, there's leaving just like some people have moved and that's always one thing, but there's also just been hurt, communication breakdowns, things like that. Um, You're in a state where you want to be there for people and sometimes you don't meet those needs. And so having to deal with those those wounds, I guess, the hurt just from rejection. You face a lot of rejection as a pastor. That's probably been the biggest thing to overcome.
0: Other than helping people in the community, what else do you do?
1: Honestly, that's kind of been it. I've focused on that. I'm actually reapplying for my masters in, not reapplying, but I'm kind of, now that it seems like the dust has settled with the pandemic and all that, I want to go back to school. That's what I was on track to do for family. marriage and family therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm also being newly married and learning that journey. And my wife and I are starting a studio soon to, to be announced one day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those are some of the things that we're doing. But right now, a lot of my focus has shifted to just being a full, like fully focused pastor. Because before I was kind of like juggling um, jobs and things like that.
0: Can you tell me more about the studio? I saw that it was called Messy Studios. yeah, yeah.
1: So our, um, our desire is to create, and that's it really, to create. And so we've had so many ideas, even our own podcast ideas and things like that. And so we want to create some pla- like a platform to create media, to create shows that we have. Uh, a kind of working metaphor is like uh, there's this YouTube channel called Jubilee Media. Yeah. And that's exactly what they are. They create all these different kinds of content. Ours is, would be like faith-based content, so one of the ideas we have is to kind of look at sermons and talk about them, things like that. And so far, that's what's in the works, but that's the main idea, to be a place to create. And it's called Messy because we feel like life is messy. And Amanda heard a quote one time. Amanda, my wife, for those who don't know, um, shared a quote one time, and it was just something that set her free, and then she shared it with me once, you know, when, while we were dating, and it was just start messy. And a lot of times the things that hold us back are we try to get in such a, we get in such a perfectionist mindset rather than just being willing to start messy. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, I can say this for myself, my life is pretty messy. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if it isn't a messy life, and it's just a perfect life, uh, I feel like that that's not a will living because mm-hmm. i'm gonna get really hypothetical are you really a human if you just a perfect thing right
1: right and i think sometimes that striving for yeah i think failure um regret like all these things are part of the human life yeah. as we are striving for more and to really find our purpose but yeah i agree that when you're trying to pursue and be perfect you start to like that's where people get overly critical and they start to restrict themselves and they fear things and so they hold themselves back because well, what if i fail becomes the question so yeah i agree
0: failure really or the fear of failure really makes people stop doing things even yeah. if they love it
1: yeah a lot of actually what i'm talking about this weekend a part of that is we become more comfortable with where we're at, where we are at, because that is easier. Although we may not like it, although we may even be miserable, that's easier than facing the failure of trying to step up or move forward.
0: What advice would you give to your younger self or or people that are listening to this right
1: now? Um, What advice would I give my younger self? Start messy. Be willing to see the silver lining in your life as it is and embrace the silver lining. To, uh, also to my younger self, don't even worry about those other girls. (laughs) Just wait, 28 is gonna come, you're gonna meet the most magnificent woman that's ever existed. So beautiful and gorgeous. Totally (laughs) not, because
0: she's right next to
1: us. And to anyone listening, I would say, I think what we've kind of just been touching um, on, be willing to start messy, embrace your mistakes and your challenges. And I think really just the best advice I can give you as a pastor is embrace community. Find people who want to sit with you, who want to listen, who are there for you, and don't isolate. Isolation is a very dangerous game. There is light at the end of the tunnel, even if you don't see it,
0: it's okay. This has been the end of the Lyric City Digital Media Center podcast with Pastor Ruben. You (laughs) said the
1: amazing Ruben last time. I don't know, did I lose it? Did I lose it?
0: The grateful Pastor Ruben, that's what Well, thank you for taking your time out of your day to be here. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you, Justin, pleasure.